time now to turn our attention to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, with Putin talking about the sanctions, which appear to have surprised him, which is fascinating. Uh, And he says that those sanctions against Russia are like the declaration of war. He's warned that if Ukraine continues to fight the Russian military, and this is absurd, Russia invaded Ukraine. But anyway, he says if Ukraine continues to fight back, then, quote, they risk the future of Ukrainian statehood and they will be blamed for that. I wouldn't suggest internationally, but anyway, international law professor Al Gillespie from Waikato University is with us now. Thank you so much for your time. Hi. G'day. Hi, Al. So if if Vladimir Putin thinks that the sanctions are a declaration of war, have we poked the bear too much? They're not a declaration of war. The whole purpose of sanctions is that it's a non-military alternative that you do to express your displeasure. They've been used like this for the last 70 years. And so he, he can't assume that this is a declaration of war. He might say it, but it's not. Well, why is he saying it? Is he is he threatening something larger? He's been threatening nuclear war. He, he's been threatening all sorts of things against Europe and the United States and those who support the Ukraine. I imagine he's doing it because the war isn't going quite as well as he hoped for at this stage. So... Will Ukraine have to prepare itself for more brutal attacks just because Putin is angry? I mean, how much do you think his emotions are playing a part in his decision-making now? Uh, my guess is it, it's not a rational process, but I'm not prepared to make an estimate of what he's going to do next because he's completely unpredictable with how he's behaving. I think what you'll see as the conflict gets worse in the Ukraine, as the Ukrainians dig in, as some of their cities become besieged, that he may resort to more blunt tactics which are indiscriminate, inhumane and disproportionate in the war. How how big an impact have the sanctions so far had on what's taking place and, and on the Russian economy and on Putin's decisions? You need to see the sanctions in both short term and long term and things that will also escalate. I think it's a mistake to assume he didn't know they were going to be this bad. I assume he mapped out very clearly what it would be. He was warned in advance that they would be bad. I expect he knew they were going to be difficult. He might be surprised now how they are, but in a couple of months it could be worse. And for a country like New Zealand, we're going to also see it come through in terms of the the price of commodities and price of fuel as well. You can expect to escalate. And then there'll be our own sanctions on top of that, which may have further implications. Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has met with uh, Vladimir Putin in Moscow to discuss the Ukraine crisis. Is this perhaps a hopeful sign that maybe an intermediary could achieve some kind of um, negotiation? Uh, Yeah, anyone who can talk to him right now is a good thing. If I was a betting man, I'd put money on it being France and Germany. But if Israel can do it, that would be great. If China could do it, that would be great. Because right now what you've got is one of the most lawless acts we've seen since 1945. It may stop at the border. It should stop at the border, but it's a very dangerous situation. Is is the fact that the Israeli Prime Minister, uh, do we take any sign that that's a closer proxy for the United States government having a dialogue with them, do you think? Uh, I would say it would be more France or Germany because they're NATO members. Israel is probably more pro-America than the Europeans are. But the the country in the middle that we need to be watching most of all is China because they're currently sitting on the fence and that, that's a great bonus for us and not for Putin. Let's talk about what New Zealand can do. So you talked about the potential impact of New Zealand sanctions. So is it right that we have to pass legislation in order to pass those sanctions against Russia? How urgent is that and what are we likely to do? 
it, it's it's absolutely urgent because this is an international crisis. And for the last 30 years, all of our sanctions that we applied came through the UN. So the UN did our thinking for us about we would target al-Qaeda, we would target these people, and this is how we would do it. The problem is, is that the UN is now gridlocked because Putin with Russia is on the Security Council and they will veto any sanctions. So if we wish to express our disapproval, we have to go outside the UN system. The importance here is not the scale of what we do, but that we are lockstep with our friends and allies. How is the New Zealand's response being perceived by our international allies? Uh, so far, great. Minister Mahuta's done a fantastic job. The, the, the statement's the top shelf. The scale of the humanitarian aid so far is disappointing, but I'm assuming that's an, an opening contribution. Where we've made a mistake is with regards to military aid. It doesn't necessarily need to be lethal. It could also be non-lethal. So it could be helmets, it could be body armour, it could be food packs or medical assistance as well. But our friends and allies have been giving military aid to Ukraine, not boots on the ground, categorically not boots on the ground. Right. But if we, if we could still contribute something, it shows we're on the right side and in the right part of the team. How much, in order to defeat Putin, does Putin have to somehow save face? I don't know. And, and this will come down with the deal, and no one's quite sure what he will or won't accept. I mean, whether it's just about the Ukraine, because before the invasion happened, he put two draft treaties on the table and he said, this is what I want. And part of it was not only that the Ukraine is not part of NATO, but also all of the former Eastern Bloc countries rescind their NATO membership and effectively demilitarize themselves. And so some things may be possible, but Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, they're not going to give up what they're not going to give up their NATO membership because right now they know they don't trust Russia. We're, we better wrap up here, Alexander, but uh, one last question. How optimistic or pessimistic are you about the, the threat of nuclear war, which is having so many people around the world very nervous? I don't think it will. Uh, it won't come to nuclear war. I think it's a remote risk. But at the same, and that's because everyone knows there is no winner. It, it, it's just a, it, there's no victor in that situation. And I think even Putin knows that, but he likes to threaten the West because he knows we're scared of it. But right now, the one way we need to work together is to stand up to the bully who's going right over the UN Charter. Always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. That's Alexander Gillespie, international law professor at Waikato University.